0: Hey baseball fans, this is Derek Van Riper. Now that spring training games are underway, opening day is just a few weeks away. Eno Saris and I have been getting ready for the season all winter on Rates and Barrels. Whether you're a seasoned fantasy player, a baseball stats junkie, or just someone who wants to learn more about the game, join us for four episodes each week this season, including our new Friday live stream with former big leaguer Trevor May check out the live stream on Fridays at 1 o'clock Eastern on the Rates and Barrels YouTube channel, or listen to the show wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including the ad-free option on the athletic app.
1: A huge World Cup qualifier at home against Mexico is just around the corner for the U.S. men's national team. Over the next two days, several of the team's top players will be in action in the UEFA Champions League. Today, Sam Staiskel explains what to watch for with these 11 players in the Champions League ahead of the U.S. squad announcement. I'm Alex Abnos and this is Soccer Every Day for Tuesday, November 2nd. Sam School, thank you for joining the show. Uh, we have a big couple of days, actually, of Americans Abroad in action in the Champions League. Uh, we're just going to go sort of one by one through these games, cover the big players, the players that are involved, what kind of role they need to play, how they're doing, everything like that. How's that sound to you?
0: That sounds pretty good to me, Alex. Let's, let's uh, dive in.
1: Okay, let's do it. And we're going to go Uh, just because I kind of want to try this. Uh, Let's go in reverse chronological order starting with Wednesday so that more of this podcast is relevant for longer for all of you listeners out there. I'm always thinking of you listeners. Let's start with Wednesday, the 4 p.m. window. We have three games with an American interest, let's say. We have RB Leipzig versus PSG, uh, Dortmund versus, versus Ajax, and Man City versus Bruges. We'll go through those one by one. I think obviously the headliner here, if you had to pick a game to watch, is going to be RB Leipzig versus PSG. You got Tyler Adams and Jesse Marsh uh, coaching for uh, RB Leipzig. Tyler Adams, obviously, presumably, maybe on the field versus maybe. PSG.
0: We'll see. Uh yeah, he, What he, do you think? He's actually only started one game for Leipzig since he returned from international duty with the USMNT in October. And that was the previous match against PSG um, in Paris. (laughs) Um, Leipzig, of course, had a 2-1 lead in the second half of that match. Uh, They lost 3-2. Adams was partially culpable on, I believe, the equalizing goal for Leo Messi. He had a bad turnover. And PSG, as they do, uh, punished Leipzig for that. Um, He hasn't started in the Bundesliga since he came back. Lyle is going crazy here. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, he hasn't started in the Bundesliga since he came back. Um, so we'll see if he gets the nod. Um, you know, he wasn't he wasn't in the squad for, for their match this weekend or wasn't in the 11 for their match this weekend. So we'll see if he gets the nod uh, for a second time against PSG in a match that Leipzig needs to get a result in to have a hope at the Europa League, probably. That's, yeah. the, that's the dire straits that they're in at this point.
1: Yeah, it hasn't been great. And uh, for any listeners that are not familiar with Sam and uh, the show he does with our... Paul Tenorio, while uh, is Sam's dog, and he's got a lot of personality and <laughs> likes 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 to make his opinions known. He's got
0: he's got a little bandage on today too. He cut himself. With oh him. no! He sliced himself on these New York City streets, Alex. You know, there's a lot of broken glass and stuff. So you know, the old Paul, very,
1: very mean streets. And speaking of uh, speaking of injuries, uh, when it comes to cuts and scrapes and bruises, Gio Reyna. Yeah. Probably, probably not going to play for Dortmund versus IX uh, on Wednesday at 4 p.m.
0: No, considering when was it last weekend that he was in Austin, Texas uh, yeah. with his dad, uh, who is the sporting director, Claudio Arena, of course, of Austin FC. Uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to be seeing Gio Arena anytime soon for club or country. So, yeah, should be a good game, though. IX and Dortmund should be a fun matchup.
1: And then also, uh, when it comes to Americans that are probably not going to play, Manchester City versus Bruges. Zach Steffen, of course, backup goalkeeper, backup goalkeeper for Man City, potentially the starter for the U.S. Uh, in this next set of games. Mm-hmm. And Owen Otissoe, uh playing for Club Bruges on the roster probably hasn't gotten much time for that playing
0: playing is a is a generous way to describe what he's been doing with Bruges quote unquote playing (laughs) um actually it's an inaccurate way to describe what he he hasn't made an appearance yet in the league for Bruges so yeah I don't think we're gonna see either of those guys in this match um but Bruges has been feisty in this group got four points um should be should be an interesting one I believe this one's in Manchester if my memory is serving me correctly so it's gonna be tough for them to, to get points but hey stranger things have happened uh, maybe oh. maybe Tejan Buchanan's future club can steal a result.
1: Maybe. that would be that'd be very interesting if Tejan Buchanan arrives at Club Bruges <laughs> to find that the team is in the Champions League knockout rounds.'d yeah. that be wild. Pretty cool. Um, okay, so let's move on from Wednesday to Tuesday. There's uh, no American interest at least in the early window on Wednesday, so we're moving on to 4 pm. on Tuesday. All these games, by the way, are on Paramount Plus or CBS uh, sports network um and the univision and, family no, and it's... the univision family i should say and i should also say that all these times are eastern uh just because that's where i'm located and that's just how it goes uh <laughs> so uh going through these games one by one villa real versus young boys jordan Pefock striker for the u.s and for young boys uh should we expect him to play in this game and how has he been doing at young boys lately
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, he's been playing pretty much every game, so I think it's fair to expect him to play. Will he start? Will he come off the bench? That's a little bit more up in the air. Most of his appearances have been as as a starter, but he's he's come on as a reserve a few times. Um, he hasn't been scoring recently. Uh, that's for sure. Um, so that, that hasn't been great. He actually hasn't found the back of the net since September 25th. Uh, and that was in a, that was in a league game. Um, so that, that hasn't been great. Villarreal beat, beat young boys four to one At Young Boys in Switzerland last time around in Champions League. That match, it was 2-1 to late. Young Boys were pushing, and they gave up two goals in the 88th and 90th minutes. So scoreline, probably a little bit flattering um, or unflattering, undeservedly so. But uh, they they need points. This group is tight. Um, Young Boys are in last, but they're only three points back of of first place Manchester United, who, of course, they beat, um, I believe, on match day one in the group stage. Um, So they're still in it but they kind of got to get it together if they want to if they want to have any chance here.
1: Elsewhere in that same window, uh, we have Dynamo Kiev and Barcelona, Sergino Dest of course playing for Barcelona, though not always as a defender, as a right back or left back or all the different places. Really mainly just those two places that he's been tried for (laughs) goalkeeper uh, (laughs) yeah yeah, goalkeeper (laughs) center back no uh not playing all the time as an outside defender for barcelona like he does for the u.s he's been playing as a winger lately for barcelona is this something that we could potentially see for the united states sam
0: uh no i don't think so greg burhalter had a quote about this on the podcast that he does the u.s it's called the u.s soccer podcast um our buddy bobby warshaw asks him some good questions it's actually a really good show um, not that you should tune off from this one, but once you're done listening to this one, go check that one out if
1: you haven't. This already. one will be over soon, so you can go listen. to that. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: And Berhalter uh, was asked about that by Bobby Warshaw. And Alex, if you don't mind, I'll just I'll read some of that quote. Um, go for it. Basically, he he says we obviously play a lot different Barcelona and the national team, and he, he talks about how Dust is doing well and how he likes the challenge and how he's an attacking oriented player who, who grew up playing winger so this is something that's pretty normal for him but you know berhalter says i think we have options at that position and we look at that position a little bit differently we look at it as speed as a vertical position in a little bit more of a way but you never know um basically unless the u.s changes how they want to play i think we're going to continue to see Serginho dest as a right back um although i'm a little bit more intrigued by the possibility of him as a midfielder than Ooh. i am as a winger um Ooh, yeah i like it uh, I don't think we'll see that anytime soon no. either. But um, but a man can dream.
1: Well, that'll be very interesting. Barcelona in third uh, in their group in Group E, along with Byron Benfica, and Dynamo Kiev. Dynamo Kiev on the bottom of that group. So that's a result that Barcelona uh, needs Gotta at this point. It. Yeah. Uh, especially given that they are, you know, everybody on that squad is trying to make a good impression after Ronald Koeman got got sacked, as they say uh, over there on the continent. Do you like Formula One but struggle to keep up with everything that's going on? Then we have the podcast
0: for you. Introducing the Race F1 Briefing, the podcast that brings you the latest F1 headlines in 15 minutes or less. With new episodes dropping on all four days of every race event, you'll never miss out on hearing what went down in practice, qualifying or the Grand Prix itself. And we'll also bring you all the behind the scenes news and gossip from the F1 paddock as well. If that sounds like the F1 podcast for you, search The Race F1 Briefing in your podcast app of choice. We'd love to have you join us.
1: Um, next up, Juventus. Not, not next up, they're playing at the same time. But next up on this show, Juventus and Weston McKinney taking on Zen at St. Petersburg. Uh, Weston McKinney has had an interesting uh, couple of weeks for Juventus, and interesting in a good way. He's mostly been playing very well. He scored against uh, yeah. Sassuolo. Uh, what What do you think he needs to happen for McKinney in this game? Yeah,
0: he, he scored in two straight games, actually, against Verona as well. Um, so, and I the mean, they just need happen. to win. It's been going decently well for Weston, but Juve is 16 points back in Serie A. That's not a sentence that's ever uttered at the end of seasons, let alone 11 games into one. It's it's ridiculous. They have done well in Champions League. Uh, they're perfect three for three in that. Um, Weston has been in and out of the lineup, although he's getting a run of starts here recently. He, he started and went 90 for them in their, in their last Champions League match against Zenit. Um, they are atop the group, um, and given their struggles in league play, they lost two in a row, Um they kind of need to stay there for everyone to keep their jobs. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, they are they are a better team than Zenit, and uh, they are playing at home, so they should be able to take care of business, you would think, in this one.
1: Okay, and the uh, last game that we'll cover here in this 4 p.m. window on Tuesday, Sevilla versus Lille, Tim Weah on Lille. Mm-hmm. Sam, what do you think?
0: You know, likely coming off the bench, you know, he, he's been doing that a little bit more often than he has been starting. He came off the bench in their two to one loss to PSG over the weekend. He came off the bench in their last Champions League match, which was also against Sevilla. Um, it's a big game for them. They're in third place, uh, but they're only one point back of Sevilla. Um, they drew in that aforementioned match against the Spaniards um, and going down to Spain. It's going to be a little bit of a taller order. Um, but if they can get a result, then they're still in decent position heading into the last two matches, not only for a potential berth in the knockouts, but, you know, for their Europa League place as well. So this is a this is a big one for them. Um, and it's a big one elsewhere in the group for the group and for Americans in the group. This is the most American group, right?
1: All right, Sam, of, of this window, uh, Sevilla versus Lille, Juventus versus Zenit, Dynamo Kia versus Barcelona, Villarreal versus Young Boys. If you had to watch one game of this without split-screening it or watching the Lasso show, which is the whip-around show on CBS, hmm. which one would you pick? Uh,
0: I think Sevilla versus Lille. I think that Seems- will probably be the best game. I think Barcelona will probably have their way with Dynamo Kiev. Uh, I'm not particularly interested in Villarreal Young Boys. Uh, Juve versus Zenit would be the other one that I would be kind of flipping back and forth with, particularly if things start to go wrong <laughs> for Juventus, because yeah. um, yeah. that could get a little spicy. But Sevilla versus Leo, I think, two pretty evenly matched teams for the most part, and you know, both both kind of need to go for it in their own way.
1: And finally, we are at the the newsiest end of this uh, of this Champions League slate, the 1:45 p.m. Uh, games. Both involve Americans. There are two of them: Uh, Malmö versus Chelsea. Christian Pulisic back in the Chelsea squad, returning from injury. Big news.
0: Could be huge. You know, he returned to training late last week, I believe, if I am remembering correctly. Um, Thomas Tuchel said before uh, on Monday that he was back in the squad and that he would be traveling to Sweden for this match. He hasn't played since September fifth, which is when he got hurt in Honduras for the (laughs) USMNT. Sorry, September eighth. I, I even got made sure I had that before the show and I misspoke. That's
1: a shame. <laughs> it's okay.
0: September 8th. So it's been nearly two months. Um, the fact that he's back in training is enough for him to get recalled to the US, in my opinion. Um, yeah. But if he could get a few minutes under his belt before he needs to fly across the Atlantic uh, to Cincinnati for that big match against Mexico on November 12th, that would be for the best from the US perspective. So yeah, that one could be huge and given how Chelsea are going and the fact that Malmo is a much weaker opponent, it could be a good time to get him some run for, for Tuchel.
1: Absolutely. And the other game uh, with uh, Americans also at that time is Wolfsburg versus Salzburg. Two players on opposite sides here that are kind of in opposite forms, I would say. I don't know if that's... The way you would refer to multiple forms but uh john brooks <laughs> uh I, o- I only host a podcast about soccer but uh, i don't know how to talk about it anyway john brooks us, uh not not in the best form uh you might yeah. say uh while brandon aronson in the form probably of his life uh yeah. so far on opposite ends obviously aronson for salzburg john brooks for Wolfsburg. Sam, what are you looking for? Yeah, understand. and
0: reflect, reflecting where their clubs are, too, by the yeah. way. Wolfsburg's been struggling. They fired their head coach, Mark Van Bommel. Salzburg is, you know, still in first in Austria, as always, and they're in first in this group as well with seven points. Um, Aronson, you know, playing his role at the top of the diamond, pressing the hell out of people. I'm sure he'll have a few interactions with John Brooks in that way uh, in this match. Brooks hasn't been playing great, but he has been playing Uh pretty much starting and playing every minute for for Wolfsburg. So, you know, we'll see. They they need a win. Brooks and his boys. They're last right. in the group with two points. Salzburg, you know, they're in seven. They obviously want to consolidate and build on their lead, but, you know, if they drop it, it's not the end of the world either. Um, which is a pretty amazing position for the tiny little Austrian club to be in, right? Um Yeah, no kidding. So so yeah, this one will be interesting. Aronson, you know, he's been great in Champions League. Uh he's been great for the US. I'm actually talking to his father in a half hour here for a story I'm working on, on him ahead of the next international window. Stay tuned for that one. Um, How about that promo, boss? I love it. And and yeah, I'm curious to see this one and curious to see if if Brooks can kind of rebound and if Aaronson can continue to climb.
1: All right. Well, the last and most important question of the entire uh, segment so far, between these two games, Christian Pulisic's potential return for Chelsea and... Mm -hmm. Brooks and and both presumably playing major minutes in Wolfsburg or Salzburg. Mm-hmm. Which one are you watching if you choose? I, I mean, one?
0: opening whistle, it's Salzburg-Wolfsburg. Sure. You know, like You're going to have two Americans likely in the 11 on opposite sides. I would be very, 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 very surprised if Pulisic starts, just given the fact that he hasn't played in two months. It would be a complete shock. Um, but he could get some run off the bench in the second half. So if he does, maybe I'll maybe I'll switch the channel, depending on how things are going. Um, that would be a good one to split screen actually. Now that I think about it, you can keep your main focus on Salzburg and Wolfsburg and then, you know, just have the Pulisic cam
1: going for Chelsea mama. Sounds good. Well, Sam stay School, I look forward to, uh, all of your coverage along with our colleague Paul Tenorio of the U S Mexico. You'll have a predicted roster piece at some point this week. The U S roster does drop a little Allegedly. bit later. Allegedly. I, th- I think that's, I think that's coming. It better be coming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, and of course all sorts of stories around the games itself uh you have a podcast with paul called allocation disorder where you talk about the u.s and mls and all sorts of good stuff thank you for joining this show
0: thank you for having me on this show it's been fun
1: elsewhere in soccer today there are champions league games that don't involve americans the headliner in that category is probably manchester united versus atalanta the last time those two sides met, it was an incredible comeback from Man United that secured a win. You also have Bayern Munich versus Benfica. Both those games start at 4pm on Paramount+, Plus and Univision if you prefer to watch in Spanish. And MLS, stop me if you've heard this before, but it's a game with real playoff implications tonight. LAFC hosts Red Hot Vancouver, and they need to win in order to keep their season alive. Both teams are in great form. This should be a really, really good game. That starts at 10pm Eastern on ESPN+. Plus. Thanks for listening to Soccer Every Day. You can get ad-free versions of the show by subscribing to The Athletic, and you can get 33% off a year subscription by going to theathletic.com slash soccer every day. Thanks for listening. Happy soccer to you all.